Hello, this is Father Kyle Schnuppel. This is uh, my homily for the fifth Sunday in Ordinary Time, year A, which I'll deliver at Corpus Christi Catholic Church, one of the two parishes where I serve as pastor uh, here in the northwest side of Cincinnati. The gospel for this weekend is uh, from Matthew's account of the gospel. It uh, continues the Sermon on the Mount, two similes of salt, uh, salt for the earth, light of the world. First readings from Isaiah, uh, Isaiah 58, and the uh, second readings from First Corinthians, from St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians. And my homily will go hopefully something like this. Over the last several months, maybe a bit more than a year now or so, I've developed a bit of a reputation for baking. And as I say that, I realize it's probably because I should put more than just food on Instagram, pictures of food on Instagram, food that I made on Instagram. But I also say, well, what would be the fun in that, huh? And I go back a little bit even further than that. When I first started making my own bread, one of the key ingredients fascinated me. Salt. Simple compound, but so much more. And on one level, I was expecting it. Salt seems to go in everything. But the reason why salt is a main ingredient in bread fascinated me. That was the interesting part for me. It's because salt is required to to provide a favorable environment for the yeast to do its job, turning the sugars in the flour into the gases that help bread rise. Salt helps gluten form in the bread. It gives it a richer flavor. It even... Uh, even just a little bit of salt is required to make the whole project work. And it's not just in bread either. Cooking without salt leads to bland and flat food. If you watch any cooking competition show on TV, I watch way too many of them, one of the major complaints that gets leveled at the contestant is that the food was not seasoned enough with salt. The food's flat. You see, salt allows all those other flavors that a chef works so hard to to impart into the food to come out, to blossom, to come to the fore, and to to really have that whole bouquet of flavor that the chef works to create. Without salt, it just doesn't happen. But if that salt fails to, to do what it is, if that salt becomes stale or tasteless, it not only deserves to be thrown out and trampled, but the Greek term that Jesus use here, uses here has a connotation of being foolish. The salt is foolish. It's not just, it does not achieve the end it set for itself. It's more than just worthless. It's less than worthless. It's foolish. And so with that, we now we turn and look at the passage from Matthew. It's important to remember what we just heard, what we heard last week, the Beatitudes. And so we're still very early in our march through the Sermon on the Mount, which lasts through chapter 7. It's three chapters long in Matthew's account of the gospel. And so by including these similes of salt and of light early on in the Sermon on the Mount, immediately following after the Beatitudes, Jesus is not so subtly reminding us that if we do not put these teachings into actions, we are worth nothing more than being tossed out and trampled. We are nothing more than fools. And not a fool in a good way, not a fool for Christ, but just a pitiable fool. And that's the same problem that's being addressed in today's first reading from Isaiah as well. If you look just prior to what was proclaimed today at the beginning of chapter 58, the people of Israel are lamenting that they have fasted, they have prayed, they've gone to the temple, they've done their worship there, they've offered the sacrifices. 
yet Jerusalem is still going to be destroyed by the Babylonians as they march toward the city. God responds in verse 6, which is the verse just prior to this reading. And he says this, This is the fast I choose. Release those bound unjustly, untying the thongs of the yoke. Free the oppressed, break every yoke. And from here it picks up with where our reading was, share your bread, welcome the homeless, clothe the naked, etc., etc. These things that we've heard uh, in our first reading. It isn't a question of pray and worship or do these things. It is a question of if you pray and worship, that should lead you into these things. In the letter of St. James, St. James uh, writing to the Christian audience, this comes to my mind. If you show me your faith without works, I will show you the faith that underlies my works. And so I return to that image of baking bread. I return to that image of cooking and Jesus calling us to be salt, light, leaven, yeast for society. That basic recipe for bread that I use is six and a half cups of flour, three cups of water. It makes a lot of bread. And to that volume of dough, It's just a tablespoon of salt, just one tablespoon of yeast. And all that flour, all that flour and water, all that dough will be transformed into something lighter, airier, tastier, healthier, more enjoyable because of that simple, uh, because of that single tablespoon of yeast, that single tablespoon of salt. And as Catholics, that is what we are called to be and to do in society. We are called to be that single tablespoon in that big batch of dough. We can't just be about what we do here in church. But what we do here is to enliven and inform and drive us out to what we do out there, out in the world. The world should be a better place because we are in it. The world should be more aware of the needs of the unborn the hungry, the homeless, the refugee, the naked, because we identify with them. And our task in this world is to give a voice to those who have no voice. And it should all be driven by our faith, our prayer, our worship here in this place. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. You, you here today, Be that, be that salt, be that light to transform our world, beginning interior, beginning with the heart and letting it spill out into every last thing that we do. God bless.